What time is it there? Nine. Nine a.m. There we go on Friday. It's Friday. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. We have the show. The toddler pillar show is opening tonight. Awesome. It's it's kind of like it's the worst shittiest thing that it's almost like petty uh, time travel. Like I'm on Thursday <laughs> yeah. at three p.m. and you're nine a.m. tomorrow. It's yeah. Like, it- it breaks my brain, man. You know what? You're actually one of the better dudes. To actually, like, you must be okay at math. Is that is that right? Because, <laughs> like, it, like trying to organize these meetings with literally anyone else is like, so you're yesterday or tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the first one, let me tell you, the first one I messed up so bad. And so it was like, okay, I will never do that again. Right. So anytime I yeah, talk right. to someone, when they say that they're from enter whatever city or country, I just immediately pull out my phone, world clock. Let's find out what time it is. Yeah, let's yeah. do some basic math. Yeah. But yeah. it's it's yeah. rough. Okay. That, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's nothing more embarrassing than just like stuffing it up so badly. And you guys are, I mean, it sounds weird. Like you guys are the worst because you're the furthest away from me. Yeah, I totally. Think, yeah. What part of Australia are you in? Melbourne, so East Coast. Yeah, so you legit are the furthest point, except I have one legit. artist that's in New Zealand. So he beats you by like what an hour? Yeah, hour and a half, something okay. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like yeah. it's pretty bad. <laughs> you know the you know one of the good things though, uh, the only good thing is that we're in the exact same time zone as Japan. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it doesn't seem like we should be, but because the time zones go uh, vertically. Yeah. If you have a look at the time zone world map, like like east coast of Australia and Japan, it's on the same little sliver going all the way up. It must be so ideal then, because we're here to talk about something that you guys are producing. It must be so ideal to be that close to the time zones in like China and Japan that produce this kind of stuff. Yeah, it does help. It does help. I mean, it, there's still the distance. I mean, we're still yeah. really, really far away. I mean, I'm pretty sure you guys are closer to Japan than we are, like like flight time wise. But um, uh, yeah. But the time zones do help. Yeah, like if you're trying to have a conversation with someone, and you know, it's roughly around. You know, if it's lunchtime here, it's sort of lunchtime there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm pumped that you came back on Toys on Tap and um, and like and get to talk about a sick project that's coming up. Um, and this is not a toy store always has a spot on this podcast, 100%. Um, but please introduce yourself, tell us who you are, and then let's dive into what you got coming. Man, thank you so much for having us back. Well, me, um, unfortunately I'm AJ. Uh, I'm known as, uh, KO toy as, uh, as a toy maker, but I'm also one of the owners of, this is not a toy store. And uh, more importantly, this is not a toy company. Um, the other two, uh, unfortunately, can't be here today. Chipta is back in his homeland of Indonesia. He's in Jakarta at the moment, uh, working on producing some toys over there awesome. for the company. And uh, it's it's nine o'clock in the morning here. So, you know, Fletch has a day job that he has to be at at this time of the morning. So, um, yeah, I'm just I'm just repping the whole company solo this morning. Um, we we were on not that long ago. You remind me when that was. It was maybe nine months ago, twelve months ago. 
Yeah, I, I want to say probably episode like seventy-ish uh, or something like that. But yeah, yeah. So and we were talking. Uh, it was Fletch and I at that time, and we were talking just about the the store in general. Yeah, which and was I think uh, had moved was since then. Relatively just moved, I think. At that point, we'd just yeah. moved um, into our East Brunswick location. Um, so this year. Um, or this coming 12 months, I should say, um, we're really focusing on expanding the production side of, of what we're doing uh, in the company. Um, if people are kind of familiar with and following online the Toddler Pillar project, um, you might be aware that uh, there's been a couple, there's been a really big show that opened last weekend and the second part of that show opened this weekend actually tonight in Australian time. Um, uh, and that is a vinyl toy that was designed by a very well-known local artist. Uh, he's based in Melbourne called John Baynard. Um, he has his own gallery, um, actually really close to ours, called the Baynard Gallery, um, where he's been operating there for five-ish years or something like that. And he's had this character called the toddler pillar for actually a really, really long time, like decades, which is uh, some uh, artworks he produced a long time ago, which are just sort of baby dolls uh, sort of stuck together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they have sort of like multiple arms in a sort of a caterpillar style um, uh, formation. Actually, it was originally called toddler peed back in the day. Um, and he changed it to toddler pillar for reasons I probably don't need to explain. Um, <laughs> he, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, this toddler pillar thing's been going on for quite a while. He's got a graphic novel in the works as well, based on this character, um, which should be coming out really soon. Um, uh, next, next few months, I think. Um, uh, he's also, uh, he also did like a NFT project with the toddler pillars back when that was a thing. And that was that was quite successful as well. Um, uh, but we helped him produce these uh, vinyl toy versions of the toddler pillar about uh, about twelve months ago now, and um, they've been going out all across the world. And people have customized them. Some really really well known artists have been involved, thanks to you know John's reputation as a gallerist, as an international artist as well. Um, and so we have. Uh, two shows running at the same time spread across two different galleries with these um with these really really cool toys that we produce um so that's been a huge project we've been focused on we've also been making um you know small run boutique resin toys like action figures for local artists nice um we've got a project which we can't really announce yet but with a local band who's making action figures of themselves so they can sell at shows and things like that you know, and a few other things. So we're really, really focusing on that side of what we're doing at the moment, because um, that really is that really is what all three of us are passionate about. And so, as part of that, we are launching. We've decided to launch this Kickstarter for this uh, um, soft vinyl toy trio called the Triumvirate. It's so sick. I got like it hey. is absolutely sick to see. Um... Because I do want to talk about the ideas that went into it as far as mm. how you thought to like make pieces interchangeable and they work together sure. and you 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 thought out it's like you thought out the end 
before you started making the toy, which is amazing. So <laughs> yeah, tell me about these three figures because there's three of them, which producing, if people don't know, producing one toy can be a headache. You're producing three. Yeah, absolutely. I guess it just, it comes back to the fact that there's the three of us that, that, you know, own and operate this, this uh, company. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're looking for a project that involves all three of us that um, includes kind of all three of our sort of um, uh, um, design sort of aspects. Um, and, you know, we didn't want to do three individual toys. We wanted to do a toy that had a mashup of all three of our perspectives on toy making. And let me tell you, man, it was difficult. <laughs> like it, it actually was, it wasn't easy to get it to this point. And if you go to the Kickstarter page, Fletch did an absolutely stellar job of kind of um, putting all the information up there, spelling out how it all came together. And, you know, uh, he's, he saved all the original sketches we did and all the, the first drafts and all that kind of stuff. So you can really see how it evolved over, over time. Um, what, what really happened was, um, uh, Fletch had this robot, um, idea and he wanted to make it into a, into a toy. And, um, uh, I was helping him. I, I'm, I'm sort of the guy, I'm, I'm actually the only one of the three of us that's produced soft vinyl before. So okay. when I saw it, I said to him, like, you could do this in soft vinyl. And he was like really jazzed about the idea. Then when Chip saw it, he was like, hey, we we could all make toys. And, you know, this is kind of the genius of Chip. He's kind of a genius with um, like like mashup and and like building on things. And and I'll, I'll get to this later because it's not really my – it's not really m my strength whatsoever. I don't, I don't really do that. And so when it came down to having to design a toy in my own design that fit exactly with the other two, that was hard for me. You know, and it gave me this new appreciation of what people like Chip to do when they see a toy and, and their their mind automatically jumps to, I can stick this kind of an arm on this toy or I can sculpt this kind of a head over the top of this head, you know. Like it gave me a new appreciation of, um, you know, the, the skill level involved in that kind of a craft. Um, so, yeah, we decided that we were going to do these uh, three – um, three pieces and we wanted them to be interchangeable. We didn't really want to have like, like it's not going to have any of our um, individual artist names on it. It's going to be like a company project. So mm. the idea is that when you receive the toys, it is our three designs, which we designed separately, but they are going to be mashed up together in random ways mm -hmm. when, when you receive them. So it will have like, you know, my head, Fletcher's legs, chipped his arms. Mm -hmm. kind of a thing and you know you can pull them apart and stick them together you know any any way you want and um you know switch switch different arms around left and right arms and all that kind of stuff i think even chipter's arms work on both the left and right side so um he's got extra combinations <laughs> that he can fit into there because he he was thinking even more he was thinking even more advanced than the rest of us um yeah so even just like the so so we had the uh, we had the sketch of Fletcher's original design. So we kind of knew roughly the body shape that we were going with. We knew yeah. the proportions of the of the head and body part, the legs, the arms. And so then you know, um, Chipter and I just sketched over the top and thought, okay, this is cool. This will work. 
we can make this work. Um, originally, we were going to, well, I wanted to, I wanted to sculpt my own. Um, you know, it was, it's interesting because, you know, all three of us are fairly, you know, accomplished sculptors and toy makers. Um, but we, we, we figured out pretty quickly that if we all did our own, it was just going to be a nightmare trying to figure out how to, how to have them all come together at the end. We needed one person to do it so that they had the measurements and they were using the same joint measurements for each part that fits together. Yeah. So luckily we, we know a, a really talented um, sculptor and we asked him to help out and um, yeah, he was, he was more than happy to do it. And uh, he did such a good job. He really did. But even then it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't the end of the story, yeah. you know, like, even after we got all the joints and everything to work out and we printed out the prototypes, I sent it off to the factory and um, they were like, yeah, this isn't going to work, you know. And even even for someone like me who's made a bunch of vinyl toys now, like, and I, 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 I feel like I've got my head around kind of the process and what is and what isn't going to work. And, you know, I've been making resin toys for a really long time, so I understand how molds work and what can and can't be pulled out of a mold and whatsoever. I still get caught off guard every now yeah. and again with the factory going, no, you can't do this. And it's like, ah, oh, damn. So it was kind of back to the drawing board and redesigning and um, re-sculpting. And eventually we got it to a point where they said, yep, we can actually do this. And so, yeah, that's where we're at. We're at the point now where we're putting it out into the world and asking people to, if they want, uh, if they want to back a uh, pretty cool um, trio of toys, then uh, we're one day in, I think, uh, or it's about no, two days in, forty-eight hours in, and we're about 70 percent of the way there. I think, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're really happy with with how it how like it that's, started. That's so quick, and I think what's interesting is you. I think when we talked last, it, it's just the three of you are cultivating the scene and making a space that provides for so many artists in Australia, and mm-hmm. are very good at saying we're dedicated to this community and we want to grow this community and cultivate it and pour into it that um it seems like you guys might not get the the most opportunities to then also do your toys because you're caring for a whole community right and so now having this is insane yeah yeah it's it's um I mean, we do all still make our toys, but yeah, definitely it's kind of not at the speed and rate that it once was. Um, You know, uh, we do a lot of custom shows. I'm always involved in custom shows here and elsewhere. Um, You know, and I was always known for like the guy that got his in like early. And now I'm like not that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the guy that's like that's like got the heat gun out, like trying to dry, yeah. trying to dry it, like the you know the three hours before it's due. And I hate being that guy, but it's just kind of the way things are at the moment because there's just so much there's just so much going on. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's um it's it's great to sort of get the support back from the community that we've that we've given out to, and you know we are reaching out to the 
international community over the last little while as well, as you know, with the um, Mint on Card and the Monster Go Go shows that we had uh, earlier in the year. Um, yeah, so hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, we can get some of that affection back towards us with this project. Get Absolutely. it off the ground. So when you had this idea to make this this toy, I'm assuming that each one of you comes to it at a different speed and with different ideas going into it. Um, yeah. There's there's not very many artists that I would say have the same, like they can look at a toy and have the same idea. So how did you work together to kind of shape this idea so that it was interchangeable? Yeah, so I think that's that's the lesson we learned pretty quick around um, giving our concept sketches to an independent third party. <laughs> yeah. And that was really the only way it was going to work. So, um, you know, we had that kind of base shape and we knew that's the shape we were working with. And we did our concept sketches and we gave it to the the to Bill our our sculptor and said uh please sir can you try and make this work for us yeah um yeah and so then it was really just one person's working pace and it also meant that i guess like even though the visual designs were definitely our own the overall final look of the overall final aesthetic of the piece was similar enough because it was all sculpted by one hand Still coming back to the fact that there's three, um, but the details on it look incredible. And I like the idea that you had someone sculpted by hand. There's something that's beautiful in like colliding multiple generations worth of work. Like we're still doing the hand sculpting and building it out instead of um, 3D sculpting it and then sending it off and doing the prototyping. Like that's in insane. Um, how, what are some details about this? How big is each figure? How many points of articulation for each figure? Does each figure have a name? Okay. So they're 15 centimeters tall, which is like six inches. Okay. Um, roughly. Um, they each have a sort of classic soft vinyl Safubi style um, articulation where the legs are one piece and the body head is one piece. So there's a articulation point in the uh, waist and then there's two arms. One of, one of the things that we did um, have difficulty with was the robot style character. His arms are so big and he's got these sort of claws on the end that we had to redesign those several times to have them actually be able to be pulled. And in the end, we even couldn't do that. So there, are, there's actually an extra articulation just for that figure in the elbow joint, okay. um, which is just something we had to do in the end because it was like we can't, we can't redesign this any more time. Yeah, um, <laughs> we're just gonna have to do it like this. But you know, essentially, that's still gonna be. That's not gonna be that elbow joint's not gonna be like swappable with anything else. So that kind of counts as one piece in my mind. Um, so. In terms of the names of the pieces, we we decided not to give them individual names because of the whole concept behind the project being that it was the three toys. We, we're, we're putting them out there as the three together. Um, you can't buy them individually. 
you buy them as the three. So the idea is that it's uh, the three, they're mashed up randomly and you can pull them apart and put them together. So it, the toy is the three toys and it's called the triumvirate. I'm really into that. I'm really into the idea that uh, when they arrive, they may not be in the right patterns or they might be in like these scattered. I love that too. Uh, when yeah. you are looking at the overall process of this, especially with cost and all of that, this doesn't seem like a crazy expensive project, but you're producing three figures at a time, which mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, I don't know the difference between Australia and, and the US. I know that here, when you want to start doing that, we're looking at like ten, fifteen thousand dollars for molds, and then we start doing polling and yeah. Um, but this yeah. project isn't as expensive as a normal project might be. Are is there ways that you're doing this to make it more beneficial for the consumer, cheaper for the how are, what's the business side of this that uh you're kind of diving into? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I mean the nature of Kickstarter is that it's kind of an all or nothing deal, right? Yeah. So um, you know, we are it's not the, the project's not entirely funded by Kickstarter. Kickstarter is really for us a way to um, put the project out there, to bring the community together, to get to spread the word. You know, Kickstart has that kind of built-in platform where, you know, it can push things out in uh, the visibility gets pushed out to a much wider audience. Um, So really using the Kickstarter platform is kind of really more about that and just kind of generating the buzz and all that kind of stuff. So long story short, the figure that we're shooting for is not what it costs to produce those toys. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's not the all in figure. Yeah. Great. Um, that's always cool to get a behind the scenes look because I think that especially with all of us being toy makers or the dream of being whatever we look for, massive toy creators or whatever, there's always that nitty gritty that we forget about. And so it's good to see that businesses are like, well, this is what it really costs to do all of this. And it's uh, it's a big yeah. endeavor. Yeah, that's right. It is. When you started uh, this process, what do you, when you look at the community in Australia and, and worldwide uh, as a greater toy scene, um, what's reception look like for these three figures? Uh, look, look, I... In general, and you know, not wanting to sound like too much of a downer, but in general, it's a it's a really interesting time to be in like a non-essential retail yeah. <laughs> field. You know what I mean? Like it, it's just the, it's just where the world is at the moment. Um, uh, th- sales are just kind of harder to come by in general. Like retail is down across the board. People people know that, and uh, so you know, we knew that going into this. Um, uh, but even with that, like it's been, it's been amazing. Like the just, yeah, the amount of sharing and this is, you know, th- this is how these kinds of grassroots campaigns work. Right. I'll tell you something else. Have you ever done a Kickstarter? No, but I've been a part of a lot of them, like, right. and tried to help fund them. I've never had to run my own though. I, I, um, I, I have done a couple of Kickstarters, but like a long time ago, like, yeah. Um, so this is the first one I've been involved in for like several, several years. And the amount of spam we get, we got like in the last 24 hours is absolutely insane. Like it would be close to a hundred emails, just spam emails, people saying like, oh, we can help you get 
10,000 backers in 72 hours for just eight cents each. Like, you know, just like, it's just so much, like it's crazy. And they're coming from everywhere. Like they're coming to through the Kickstarter, through our email address, through our contact form on our website. Yeah. So people are seeing our thing, then going to our website and trying to send it, like trying to get, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Um, uh, but you know, the, the, the idea behind that is that, you know, you don't have that massive community support that we have and that word of mouth and that spreading that organic spreading of, of stuff, um, that we, that we've been so lucky to have, um, you know, as soon as we launched it and we put the stuff out there and, um, you know, all the well wishes put it out on their feeds and it sort of just grows from there. So, um, yeah, so far, extraordinarily happy. We're really hoping to hit um, the funding goal soon because yeah. that means it's all good to go. And then we can start doing, you know, stretch goals and all that kind of really cool fun stuff. What was cool, and I think um, toys kind of have a leg up in this area, it seems like, where it took seconds for me to decide like, yeah, of course you're coming back on. Of course, we're going to talk about this, of course, because it's like a cool project that I see that that's happening that kind of fits into the greater toy scene. And then I had a couple other artists that were sending me the Kickstarter saying, have you seen this? Look at what they're doing. Mm. And it's just a, a cool thing that like around the world, we're able to get to these things quickly because we are in the same yeah. grouping. And so I, we yeah. kind of have this weird advantage. We do have this weird advantage. And going back to before saying like, you know, being in a non-essential retail field is kind of a little bit tricky at the moment. Mm-hmm. We are lucky that we have this really, I mean, it's quite a niche, you know, uh, yeah. you know, field that we're working in, but we have this amazing fan base, this rabid fan base that's just there for it. They're interested in what's happening. They're following what's happening. They're backing people. They're wanting to see the whole thing win. You know, it's one of the best things about, and not just our projects. I mean, like all the projects, everyone wants to see everyone win. You know, it's um, it's it's just really nice to be part of something, a, a greater community. Yeah. Uh, that, that's sort of built on that kind of a attitude. I would say uh, what's crazy too is humanity is showing like we're we're seeing humanity for its real self like no matter what the struggle is in the world uh cuz like the economy it's you're describing things that I can immediately relate to cuz in the US we're kind of doing the same thing like it's it's a weird time right now where mm. people aren't spending as much money on certain things but people still want what they love and so toys just happens to be yeah. in that that realm and people are not going to give up their toys, which is such a funny thing to say. And like, <laughs> it is such a funny thing to say, but it's true, right? Yeah. And, you know, there's there's only a handful of industries that are really like that, you know, like where you can just be like, okay, like it's going to have its ups and downs, but you kind of know no matter what, there's like this core group of, you know, hardcore toy people out there that are just going to be about toys. Yeah. I Yeah, it's absolutely insane. I, uh, and it's impressive and very much like, it's impressive to see 
what you all have as a stake in the toy scene as well, which is shown by like the fact that it's 48 hours in you're 60, 70% already funded and it's just popping. And so Mm. it's, it's cool to see that. And by the time this episode comes out, I'm assuming you'll be close to fully funded. Fingers crossed. Yeah. You you said it, not me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, it's, it's cool to see, um, as we like finish up about what this looks like as a whole, give me some, some tidbits that we might not get from like Instagram posts or from the Kickstarter kind of tell us some, some tidbits about these figures and what they really mean for you three. So for us, really, this is, this is more than just kickstarting this project. This is really properly kickstarting the production side of this is not a toy company. Um, and that's why we chose to go down this route and to sort of push this out there into the world. Like we're quite serious about moving into production. We're quite serious about working with other artists to produce toys. Um, you know, and we're talking about not just toy artists, we're talking about, um, you know, visual artists that are kind of, um, you know, they're kind of adjacent to the toy scene. They want to get into toys. They don't really know how to. Um, that's what that's what we're really aiming to to work with those people and you know bring those toys into the world. And it's going to be all sorts of toys, man. Like the stuff I I can't announce yet, but it's it's not just soft vinyl stuff. We've got all kinds of stuff happening in the background on the on the back burner here. So if you're keen to see another toy production company exist in this world and in particular on this side of the world then um yeah seriously consider jumping on and backing this project it's um you know it's it's really super affordable for three very decent sized toys um it's uh, 150 AUD which i'm guessing is like sub 100 USD is that right 90, i think it's 90 bucks 90 bucks 90 bucks for three 6 inch vinyl toys um, that's the, I should say that's the early bird one, which I think we're nearly sold out of. Yeah. So, um, uh, if you're keen to get that price, then, then get in there now. Um, but even after the early bird price, I think it just goes up to like one AED or something, which will still be like around a hundred, a hundred us bucks for the, for the three toys you can get. There's all kinds of options to get painted ones, um, custom painted ones, all kinds of stuff and yeah definitely keep your eye on the stretch goals when they hit um i think people are going to be jazzed about those as well um i have to ask uh because i'm a sucker for it and this is why i'm asking is there a possibility of clear as a stretch goal um there's a possibility okay hey i'll take it i'll take the possibility Awesome. There's it it definitely a possibility. Yeah, clear. People love people love the clear. I get it. I love the clear too. I love uh, I love painting clear. I love painting the inside of clear. Every time I order my own vinyl toys, I always order clear, and then those are always the ones that I go through first. Yeah, they either sell first or I end up painting them first, and then I always think, why didn't I just order more of those? Um, yeah, so I get the love for clear. Don't don't worry about that. I understand. What's crazy is it's like in the clear, um, it's harder to see all the details, yet everything in me is like, I want that now. Give me that one. Right. 
Yeah, yeah. Even even just blanks, it's it's sometimes harder to see the details. Yeah. But there's still an appeal there of the blank, isn't there? Like, um, yeah, it just it looks it looks unique or um, uh, I don't know. There's like the potential for it to be painted at some point. That's it's awesome. I, I and what's I, I I went through the Kickstarter and um, looking at the rewards and stuff, um, and just the things that are in the rewards, even if you didn't want the toy, but still wanted to support those lower reward things are still yeah. freaking phenomenal in what you get. Yeah. And then giving more and more and then seeing the painted ones. I don't know who did yeah. those first painted ones, but they look great. Fantastic job. Thank you. Appreciate it. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. So those those um yeah we've got so we've released two zines now we call them zines but really they're they're magazines like they they're glossy cover full color page magazines they're just small zine sized um and they are focused on the australian toy scene we have interviews with local artists we have um uh um a particular local artist called lewis p morley um who talks through um, process for making different sorts of styles of toys, you know, all kinds of just cool, interesting articles in there. Like even, you know, even if you're not from Australia, it's just a cool little piece of ephemera to kind of have a look through and see cool photos of toys and have just, you know, toy artists talk about what they think about toys and processes and stuff like that. So those two zines as a bundle are available at a lower tier just for, like you said, like people that just want to support, but maybe they're like, oh, I don't really want these particular toys or um, I can't go to like a hundred bucks right now, but I could sling you this much for some cool zines. Then yeah, those options are there as well. Oh, and pins. Pins come with pretty much all the, uh, all the tiers, I think. Yeah. will come with, uh, this is not a toy store pin. Which is even pins. Like it, that's just a an ideal thing to have thrown in it's things like that that i am um so i've never been to australia one i've never been to this is not a toy store never been to any of those things it'll happen one day yeah. i promise um sure but I <laughs> but there is something in me that's still willing to support just based on how you guys have um run this or run your normal thing and with the community and having a zine that shows off sure. work and yeah. interviews and and are just pouring back and you do um mold and uh pour days where you're like teaching people how to do toys and you're doing it you you're killing it mm -hmm. and it's congrats congrats on even being this far into the kickstarter 48 hours in this funded like you're killing it thank you so much i really appreciate your support as well of and course of course you've been, a, you've been a rock for us and the and the community as well uh yeah like i'm i'm always always interested in what's happening on the other side um what's funny like i don't know i know a lot of artists through your shop um through the ones that have been in the toy shows and and seeing which artists exist but I interact with so few of them because there's we have our scene here. Mm. There's it's all over the world, and so mm. seeing these moments and hearing from you guys, always a good glimpse into what's happening. So I absolutely love it. Um, as we close this out, 
Um, this is, uh, I'm pumped because it'll come out before the Kickstarter is done. So it's going to keep pushing that and hopefully yeah. push people towards it. Um, are there people or things or events coming up that you would like to plug in the last bit? Oh, uh, man, that's a good question. We've been so focused on, <laughs> we've been so focused on this for the last few weeks that, um, yeah, well, look, we are, yeah, it is coming towards the end of the year and we have heaps of stuff planned for next year. So I would just, um, you know, ask people to go, this is not a toy store. Uh, Instagram account is, is the best place to find us and you'll see, all the events that we are doing um, in the coming months will start being posted up there. You know, we have the gallery there, so we have shows all the time. Um, like you said, we do workshops. I mean, it's not too helpful for people that aren't in Melbourne, Australia, but at least you can kind of watch along from a distance and see how we do those workshops and see the results of, uh, you know, people that come to the workshops that have made the very first ever resin toy. Stuff yeah. like that is pretty fun. And, you know, most days we'll put up a random artists that we carry in the store like we'll showcase one of their artwork so yeah i mean i think it's a pretty fun instagram account um and uh you know lots of good information there to boot awesome dude thank you for coming on and even reaching out so that we could get you on really appreciate it